At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi, I'm Kristen McGlory, lifelong genius hunter. For almost a decade, I've been unearthing the recipes that have changed the way we cook. Now, on the Genius Recipe Tapes, we go behind the scenes with the geniuses themselves. And we get to hear from you. This week, I'm talking with Aki Kamizawa and Alex Talbot, the minds behind Ideas in Food. Now, Ideas in Food was one of the earliest food blogs. They launched in 2004, 17 years ago. They're also a consulting company, and they've written a series of cookbooks, and they are still going strong 17 years later. It also led them to launch a James Beard-nominated mini donut empire, Curiosity Donuts. I have always found Aki and Alex's work to be incredibly inspiring. They endlessly experiment with no fear of failure, and then they share it all with the world, along with where they might want to take those ideas next. So you might remember them from Genius Recipe's past, like their Korean-style chicken wings that have a trick for extra crackly skin in the oven, not the deep fryer which, by the way, would be an excellent snack for a Super Bowl party of one. Or you might remember their cream caramelizing technique that broke the internet in 2019. I talked about that one in last week's Play Me a Recipe episode. So in that one, you put eggs or carrots or whatever ingredient you want to cook in a puddle of heavy cream in a cold skillet. You stick it on the stove and heat it until the cream breaks into brown butter and buttermilk that steams away, leaving your food tasting just unholy good. I had never seen anything like this before, and it has completely changed the way I cook. And now, they're back to change how we cook forever again. They first posted this technique on their Instagram back in December for a faster and arguably better egg salad, because it's not hard-boiled, it's fried. More on this technique to come. I thought it was genius to a T. Unexpected, delicious, and simple enough that I could make it right away. And then, even though I grew up a picky eater, keeping my distance from all mayo-based salads, and I still harbor some definitely irrational hesitations about them, my husband and I just kept making it. We had it about four times in the next week for last-minute dinners, and many, many times since. This recipe gives me energy for 2021, because my family has our ruts and our creature comforts that we keep turning back to when we just don't know what to cook, and don't have it in us to come up with anything new. I'm guessing we all have some version of that. But Aki and Alex's recipe reminds me that there will always be new ideas out there that we can quickly fold into our lives. And suddenly we will have brand new go-to meals that our families will ask for by name, just like that. Fried egg salad. Fried egg salad. Fried egg salad. Sounds pretty great, right? I am very excited to find more of those this year. And by the way, this would be a good time to mention that if you would like to add more of these to your repertoire this year, subscribing to this podcast, this very podcast right here, is a great place to start so that you can hear about all the recipes as fast as I can sling them out. 
Now, here are Aki and Alex to talk about their career, their creative process, their wins and fails. Plus, we will get to hear from some of you at the end about a few of the things that you are excited to cook for the first time this year. But first, I wanted to know how Aki and Alex met. Oh, do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? Well, it's, it's going to be the same story with just a different tone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we met at Cleo in Boston and um, I was in for a stage because I was applying for an internship there in the kitchen and Alex was working the line and um, it was, it was all boys. And um, Kenny was asking if anybody had anything for me to do. And they all said no. And he was just like, are you kidding me? He's like, are you, are you, you guys are telling me that everyone's going to be ready for the service 30 minutes early because nobody has anything for her to do. And so then Alex came around and showed me how to slice scallions. Chives? Chives. Chopped chives. Chopped chives. Yeah. Perfect little wheels, he told me. Make sure I backslice with my knife and cut perfect little wheels. <laughs> And Alex, what's your version of the story then? Oh, no, it's probably about that. I was pretty much an ass. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Can each of you describe then what exactly your perfect version of this egg salad would be? Like warm toast with butter, egg salad on top. You are good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I like it on soft bread. So there you go. <laughs> but, but, but that said, I really like egg salad. He loves egg salad. And he doesn't get it enough. I do not get it enough. And part of it is because... He won't make it himself. I won't make it for myself <laughs> because I don't want to peel eggs. Like putting eggs, whether you, have, whether you steam them for 13 minutes or you boil them and turn the water off or you do the hokey pokey you and then the you, 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 you still have to peel the eggs and you got to, no thank you. So, uh, and I just wasn't making it enough to suit him. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and I yet to convince my daughter to peel the eggs. So. It's either, it's, either, it's either feast or famine. So I, I, I was like, you know, look, I'm going to, we, we, we had some onions. I was like, all right, I'm going to make something really quick. And a little oil, onions, ham, got it going, cracked the eggs on top. And it, we've always done a kind of a, a slow steamed egg before. Uh, Aki usually does it on top of angel hair pasta. Mm-hmm. So she'll, she'll make angel hair pasta, have the eggs cooking. And then you put these, we call them butter steamed eggs and slide them right on top of the pasta. And it's phenomenal. Um, the yolks are still runny, but the whites are completely set. So here, here I took the same principle, same idea, and then you know once the once everything was cooked full and, and the the you know, yolks are just cooked, slid it off, dump it right into a bowl, pair of scissors, just start cutting everything up, and then add mayonnaise, a little mustard, and we're done. It was it wasn't like hey I'm going to come up with a recipe, but the 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 funny thing is, is is once I did it, the person I thought of almost instantly was you. I was like, she's going <laughs> to love this. This is like, <laughs> I was like, there's like, there's like no doubt on earth. Like w- once I'm done eating my fourth egg salad sandwich, I'll sh- I'm going to shoot her a note. <laughs> you know, the, the funniest thing is now you, you have us remembering. So we kind of made, uh, well, I'll call it made fun of. You, you, you've seen, you've seen the, the, the semi-fancy, Oh, it's Japanese, Japanese egg salad je- sandwiches, egg salad sandwich that you see everywhere, right? It's, it's egg salad with an egg on the inside of it. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we did we did the, the really fast egg salad, dumped it on toast, and then put a fried egg on top of it. 
And then halfway through eating it, he's like, take a picture. I was like, yeah, it's way too late. It was a hot mess. It was delicious though, but yeah. Um, yeah, my, but my perfect version, I think, is, is the, the yolks are just cooked. So they've still got a, a, a orangish hue as opposed to like that, that chalkiness to it. Um, mm-hmm. And the white, whites are, are, are tenderly cooked as opposed to like, a, you know, so, so when you take scissors, you know, you're not cutting through caramelized bits underneath. You, it, it's, it's all just, it mimics. Uh, the tenderness of the, a hard-boiled egg. The tenderness of a hard-boiled egg, yeah. Um, and and again, scissors was. I mean, how else are you going to cut up a, a pan full of eggs? I'm going to put it on the cutting board and start cutting it up. So, <laughs> but we've used scissors for years. Like scissors, scissors are like their own genius recipe. This is the genius recipe tapes. We'll be right back. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. Well, just to take a quick step back, for any of our listeners who um, aren't familiar with your whole journey, would you mind just sharing, you know, how you got started and decided to start a blog and then how that led to Cookbooks in the Donut Shop? Aki and I met in 1997 uh, in the kitchen of Cleo working for Ken Oranger. Um, And what are we now? In Boston. In Boston, yeah. Now we're we're 24 years later and we've not stopped cooking next to each other. (laughs) Uh, in, in so many ways. So we have a tendency, a, a uniqueness to, to be probably five years ahead of our time. But by being five years ahead of our time, we're not always understood at the time. And people are like, wait a second. But from there, we, we, we then got a job out in Colorado, in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, running a boutique uh, restaurant and hotel uh, on a 4,000-acre elk ranch of the hotel. It was eight rooms. Um, it was gorgeous. Uh, a, f- a few folks actually came out there, but again... Hunting. Well, Their big thing was hunting. Yeah, the, the owners of the property were into hunting, so they were they also had an elk preserve on the property for hunters. And it was kind of this yin-yang thing going on, but it, it didn't it wasn't nearly as yin-yang as, as yin-yang is, in the sense that the hunting and the, and the fine dining, and it, it, just, it, it, it didn't really want to mesh. That's, and that's where we started the blog. So the first general manager ended up leaving. A new general manager came on uh, and he, he saw what we were doing in the it. kitchen and he had a blog and this is what, 2004. And he, and he saw what we were doing. He's like, you guys should start a blog. And we're like, he's like, what's, what's a blog? And he shows us what it was. And, and so then Aki signed up with, with TypePad and which is a paid blogging service, you know, and everyone was trying to get a, a free blogging service. A- Aki signed up for a paid one. Uh, and, and I was like, why, why, why pay? And she's like, well, cause if you pay, you can actually do it. If it's free, then you're not going to sit down and do anything. So we, and that's when we started. Uh, if you look back to the first you know, thing from December of, of, of 2004, 
are, are, we haven't changed much. I mean, originally we were going to write in different fonts so you could tell Who's a, who, who was who, who was and what. stuff. But other than that, I mean, yeah, and, 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 it, and it carried on and it was sporadic at first and grew. And it was, it was really helpful at Magosa Springs because we had so few customers coming through and it gave us someone to cook for. Because, like, yeah. people were reading and, and looking at the pictures of the food and asking questions about the food. And so it really helped us feel like we had an audience when there weren't as many people in the hotel as we wanted. Mm-hmm. After our daughter was born, we moved down to Pennsylvania. And that's where we ended up starting writing our books and created the, the, the workshop and, and did more of the classes. We had more space there. We were looking for houses and we knew... Um, and we, we stopped by this local market called the Stockton Market uh, in New Jersey. Uh, we used to go there when we were uh, living in, in Levittown, Pennsylvania. It was a cute indoor market with different stalls and vendors and, you know, from pizza to barbecue to macarons to mm-hmm. crepes to ice cream. Uh, and we popped in there just uh, reliving in old times. And I saw an ice cream machine for sale in the back of the market. So I found the market manager. I was like, Okay, how much is this ice cream machine for sale? Because I, I, I was like, I'm going to buy this ice cream machine for sale for cheap out of the back of this market. It's going to be great. I'm going to get – this is going to be a steal. Uh, and she's like, oh, the, uh, the ice cream people are leaving the market. Um, but they're, selling, they're selling their stuff. They only want $28,000 for it. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. It's like the most expensive ice cream ever. But, but that said – they're leaving so there's going to be a space open. I was like, really? Well, we're moving back to the area. I'd love to do something. I'd love to do – not not harder ice cream because that, but I'd love to do frozen custard. And she looked at me and she says, "Well, you, you know, the, you're going to need a little bit more than that because obviously the ice cream people just went out of business <laughs> for not selling ice cream. So what else are you going to do?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know. What about donuts?" Mm-hmm. And literally it fell out of my mouth that way. You know, uh, yeah. I guess the funny story is, is is we had a conversation about it on the drive down to Pennsylvania that he does not remember. I don't remember this conversation at all. But Aki's like, no, we we talked about it in the car. Because I was like, what? Because we were talking about wanting to change lanes, kind of and do something different. You know, we had a Maya now, and we wanted we couldn't really be so fluid with our approach to working, and you know waiting for people to call us for consulting and things like that. And I was like, well, if we were going to do something, what do you want to do? I was like, maybe we should try something retail. And he was like, I'm going to do donuts. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. And they had a donut robot. A donut robot is a conveyor belt of, of dropping donuts. Uh, it, it, it drops it into the oil. It, it moves along the path and then falls into this sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you watch it from the, from the, from the window. Uh, the donut robot is, is sort of a magical device, right? Batter, fry a donut at the end. People would stand in front of the window and watch the donuts being made and then like run into the store to go get them. So the, the funny thing is, is so we, we, we start writing about this donut shop on the blog that we're going we're gonna to open up. And right the, the week before we open, we get a, a, an email from Tejal Rao. Um, and she was working for Bloomberg at the time. And she, had, I guess, had been reading the blog for years. Uh, we had no idea. And we didn't, we didn't know that. And she reached out and she's like, do you mind if I pop in, you know, that's cover the opening. Cover the opening. Yeah. So she pops in and we, we talk and we show her the whole thing. And she writes just an amazing, like, I, I, I still smile every time I, I look at the piece. Like it's mm-hmm. this great piece about our donuts and what we were doing. But in my, my haste to get everything opened, I, I cleaned the donut robot and turned it on and saw that it heated up. 
but I didn't really cook donuts in it. And so the, the morning I'm supposed to make donuts, like the first week, you know, I've got the doughs all made. I'm going to start doing it. I turn the donut robot on and I try and fry it and it's, it, my donut doesn't cook. <laughs> Apparently the high limit switch on the, on that donut robot was, was bad. So there was, thankfully there was another fryer in the kitchen and I turned that on and, and, and fried donuts that weekend. And, but, um, the, the, the batter that I was going to use in the donut robot was supposed to come out of a cylinder and deposit. So I, I threw it into a pastry bag and just started piping it churro-esque or long john-esque out mm-hmm. of it. And we had these, I call them drop donuts and, yeah. and uh, they were ugly as sin. I mean, <laughs> they <were> good though. <laughs> absolutely delicious, but ugly as sin. And then over time. Now how many do you have? 16? So we now, we, we now make 16 different doughs on a daily basis. Wow. We call our, our, our new fashion base, which is started as a buttermilk donut and then became an apple cider donut after somebody asked, why don't you have an apple cider donut? Oh my gosh. That was such a struggle to get him to make apple cider donuts. And I am <laughs> headstrong and stupid. Stubborn. <laughs> wait, okay, wait a minute. You the I I'm just putting together that you didn't want to make an apple cider donut, but when I reached out to you about Genius Desserts, that's what you sent me, and I fell in love with it, and it's in yep. the Genius yep. Desserts cookbook. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep, that's the one. Yep. <laughs> it's usually what happens. I, yeah. yeah, he's super stubborn, but then once he finally decides to do it, we yeah we'll, we'll do it right. I mean. <laughs> I knew I didn't want to do one until I got kind of pushed off the cliff. And then it was like, all right, let's do an apple cider donut. And then how do you make it really, really great? You know, and, and it, it's, it's borrowing ideas. Like our apple cider donut uses the starch paste in it, which I stole from Aki because Aki was working on milk bread at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that'd be really good for a donut. So um, what, what can we expect to see from Curiosity Donuts coming up in 2021 or do you not know yet? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when, when, when we, we, we started this whole thing off, Aki's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I just want to change the world with donuts. Mm-hmm. That's, all. That's all. But I think we are. I mean, if, but again, so we started the donut shop five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't plan the donut shop to begin with, but I, I don't plan any of it. It's just sort of like, hey, this looks neat. Let's, let's try that. You know, or we, we'll experience something or I'll see mm-hmm. something and be like, hey. <laughs> so all along the way, Ideas in Food, the blog has, has never been like the main thing you do, but it has always kind of facilitated all the and, other things you do. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it still does. It still does. It still At does. 15. Mm-hmm. 2005. Yeah, almost, almost 16 now. Crazy. And now, here are some of the things that our listeners are looking forward to cooking this year. Hi, I'm Allison from Cary, North Carolina. And the thing I'm most excited to make this year was the bosom from Momofuku. I used to live in New York City and I loved going to those restaurants with my kind of core group of friends. And it's actually funny because the bosom has been on my bucket list of things I want to cook for a long time. And a friend of mine sent us the bosom dinner from Momofuku this year to celebrate the new year and the inauguration. So. I actually got a refresher course in what it should taste like. Hi, Food52. My name is Alex Holbrook from Andover, Mass. And in 2021, I'd love to learn more about baking with tahini. Over the past few years, I've experimented with different brands of tahini, different roasts of tahini, 
and I've just fallen in love with its complex, nutty, bittersweet flavors and the depth of flavor that it adds to so many of my savory dishes and would love to translate that into my baked goods also. I've taken so many great classes at Sofer Bakery in Cambridge, Mass. They make a delicious tahini brioche, a date orange brioche, tahini shortbread, and hopefully they could give some tips. Thanks so much. Hi, my name is Pam and I'm calling from way Northern California. This year I'd like to try my hand at making a Persian rice dish called Shirini Palo. It's a type of bejeweled rice with fruits, nuts, candied citrus peel, and spices. Um, I've never eaten shirini polo, but in photos from cookbooks, magazines, and on Instagram, it's always looked so delicious. Uh, my daughter's father is from Tehran. He came to California as a young adult in the late 70s, just before the Iranian Revolution. It's through this connection that I was first introduced to Persian food, including Ormez Abzi, Abgush, and Fesinjan. I love Persian rice. Persians make something called tadig, which translates to bottom of the pot. And it's this bottom layer of rice, or potatoes, or lavash, or other bread that's done to create a golden crisp as it cooks. I always say tadig is life. Anyway, back to Shirini Polo. It's perhaps one of the more intricate rice dishes, so I thought with its complexities that I'd like to give it a go. Thanks for listening and for sending in your stories. Our show was put together by Coral Lee, Emily Hanhan, and me, Kristen McGlory. If you have any hot leads on the next recipe that I will be making four times in a week, I want it. Email it to me at genius at food52.com or tag me on Instagram at McGlorious. And if you like the Genius Recipe Tapes, please do take a minute to rate and review us. It really helps. See you next time.